This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new office at NASA in charge of getting humans to the moon and Mars. The Space Force is giving its new uniforms a test flight. And the IRS may want to revisit the idea of a suggestion box for employees. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. NASA takes the first step to getting astronauts to Mars by 2033. It's established the Moon to Mars Program Office under its Exploration Systems Development Mission Directorate. The program office will be led by Emmett Shatria, a deputy associate administrator. Congress directed the space agency to create the Moon to Mars Program Office in the 2022 NASA Authorization Act. The office should focus on hardware development, mission integration, and risk management functions. NASA is also adding a strategy and architecture office to the mission directorate to develop an integrated master plan based on the Moon to Mars objectives. The Space Force finished testing the fit of its iconic navy blue dress uniform. 100 Guardians worldwide were selected as fit test participants and wore the pants and diagonally buttoned jackets to test the size and measurements. The next phase will measure the durability, functionality, and comfort of the prototype. The wear test will begin in summer 2023. Guardians will wear the uniform to work three days a week and provide feedback. The Space Force unveiled its initial service dress uniform prototype in September 2021. Workforce and workplace strategies are under review at the Homeland Security Advisory Council. One new subcommittee will review and make recommendations on the Department of Homeland Security's Workplace of the Future. The review will consider the agency's diverse missions and how employees work everywhere from ports of entry to remote office spaces. A second subcommittee will evaluate how DHS can advance workforce skills development. The council is expected to wrap up those reviews and final its recommendations this summer. Meanwhile, DHS is showing some positive progress from employees in its inspector general office. DHS received a 64% response rate in the 2022 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey from employees in its IG office. That's nearly double the response rate of the department overall. DHS officials say the IG office has seen some modest increases in the employee engagement index since 2015, but that they're planning to make improvements in some of the lower scoring areas. DHS also created a dashboard for staff to review the overall FEV's response. Union officials are touting support of telework amid growing calls to return feds to the office, Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. 97% of federal respondents to a union survey were either in favor of or simply neutral to telework. Data that the American Federation of Government Employees collected last month shows that telework improves productivity. But the survey results come as House Republicans heighten calls to return feds to the office. They say a lack of evidence from the Office of Personnel Management about the benefits of telework is another reason they're pushing for the enactment of the Show Up Act. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. An IRS watchdog says agency employees do not have a proper channel to offer their feedback. The IRS eliminated its employee suggestion program in October 2021 with no plans to replace it. The program received more than 3,600 submissions between fiscal 2018 and 2021, but the agency adopted just over 2% of the suggestions it received. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration finds the IRS was not running the program effectively. For each suggestion that made it past an initial screening, the IRS spent an average of 31 hours per suggestion. 
TIGTA also finds that many of the employee suggestions it reviewed were not properly evaluated by the IRS. Diplomats warn of a chilling effect on their dissent if the State Department fulfills a congressional subpoena. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The House Foreign Affairs Committee issued a subpoena last week to Secretary of State Antony Blinken demanding the department turn over a dissent channel cable from diplomats wary of a full U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021. The department had until yesterday to provide those records. The dissent channel gives diplomats an opportunity to constructively criticize Foreign Service policy decisions and gives department leadership an opportunity to respond. Both Blinken and the American Foreign Service Association say giving Congress access to these confidential records would have a chilling effect on diplomats giving their candid feedback to leadership. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The CIO SP4G WAC almost gets across the finish line. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. NITAC made nearly 400 awards last Friday under the Next Generation IT Services Government-Wide Acquisition Contract. It awarded spots on CIO SP4 to 257 small businesses and more than 120 large businesses. But instead of the 10-year contract with a $50 billion ceiling being prepped for use by agencies, NITAC is facing almost two dozen new protests. Unsuccessful bidders submitted complaints to GAO after not earning a spot on CIO SP4. GAO has until around July 10th to make a decision on the protests. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A federal grand jury indicted three former members of contractor Austell USA on charges of fraud related to building the Navy's literal combat ships. The indictment charges three Alabama men with orchestrating an accounting fraud scheme at the Mobile Base Shipbuilder and conspiring to mislead shareholders. It says they suppressed the estimate of completion on several of the ships in order to artificially inflate the company's earnings. Defendants Craig Percavalli, Joseph Runkel, and William Adams face several counts of wire fraud and wire fraud affecting a financial institution. And the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is eyeing a big contract award this summer. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has those details. CISA is planning to award multiple contracts for digital transformation support services as soon as this July. The agency laid out its acquisition strategy during a conference with vendors last month. CISA plans to potentially award four blanket purchase agreements for the digital transformation work. The winning contractors will help CISA centrally manage and deliver IT capabilities, including cloud services, across the growing agency. CISA plans to release the final request for quotations in mid-April. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eric White. 